Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Do you have a plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners, and welcome to this wonderful holiday season. I'm Cynthia Bryan. I am the host of your show. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And as always, we're coming to you live on the Voice American Network. We are celebrating our 19th anniversary of weekly broadcasting, 15 years right here on World Talk Radio, Voice America, our family away from home. And we hope that you enjoy being with us as much as we enjoy being with you. Today in our show, Heather Brittany will be joining me in segment two to talk about waste in America as we prepare for the holiday season, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever it is you celebrate, because it's an estimated that one billion people in the world suffer from hunger and malnutrition, and 24,000 people die every day of hunger. Yet, 5% of America's leftovers could feed 4 million people a day. And we are wasting water, paper, everything. So we're saying that Santa had it right when he his presents come in recycled newspaper. And we're going to discuss that, the enormous amount of waste, and what we can do to be sustainable as we celebrate this busy, busy time of the year. And, you know, in that same thought process, we do not have to spend a lot of money as we recycle and upcycle and reuse and, you know, repurpose things that perhaps could give another meaning to someone else. So think about that. In my first segment, I am going to be talking about a teen binging, which is becoming in epidemic proportions now in the United States. The earlier that drinking begins, the greater risk of addiction and the greater potential harm to the brain's development. And shockingly, the average first alcoholic drink is consumed at an average age of 12. So we'll, we want to find out what we can do to prevent that. But the miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity and Star Style Productions because 
my new book, Growing with the Goddess Gardener, has just been released. Very exciting. It's been nine months of delays. It did feel like giving birth. Yes, it's I birthed another book, Growing with the Goddess Gardener. And you can find it at CynthiaBryan.com forward slash online hyphen store. Or just go to CynthiaBryan.com and look for the Star Style store. The good news about buying the book at that site is you're going to find it is way cheaper than if you were to go and get it at Amazon or any place else. So we hope that you will support and um, and buy the book. I think that you are really going to love it. So The Miracle Moment is by Jean Houston. At the height of laughter, the universe is flung into a kaleidoscope of new possibilities. This reminds us that every day we need to put a smile on our face. We need to laugh more, be more holly jolly, and we just need to be more inclusive. Today, I had a call from a longtime friend of mine from Ireland, and I hadn't spoken with the family for a long time. And, you know, it was it was wonderful to be talking across the pond and across the world to a completely another country and someone I haven't seen in a number of years. And to think how uh, similar we are as far as our thoughts about what's happening in the world, what's happening in, in our governments, what's happening in our cultures. So we do need to uh, laugh a lot more and just know that the world is a place of possibilities. Well, winter is soon approaching. We're in the final weeks of, or final week, I guess it would be, of autumn. And I must say, here in California, despite the fires, which I'm sure Heather will at least talk about briefly, the uh, fire in Southern California, where her area was evacuated and planes were flying over her house, her house literally dropping that fire retardant, that red stuff, and the texts and the movies she sent were pretty crazy. But uh, because it is now close to winter, it also comes time for more parties, and school will be out for a couple of weeks, and for college kids, it might be out as much as a month. And that also has some unwanted and some dangerous elements which would be big-time teen partying. And if you've ever wondered why teens drink themselves into oblivion, the answer is just kind of simple. They think they're having fun, and they don't know what they're doing. They don't know that the next drink might push them into unconsciousness, that the amount of alcohol that goes quickly into the stomach causes the blood alcohol to continue to rise even after they've stopped drinking, They don't know that alcohol is toxic, and they don't know that alcohol can lead to death. And because of all that, it's really important that we have a conversation about this, because I work with teens literally every day, and I love that age group so much, so much. And you want them to survive. And very often, and it happened recently Oh, I guess it was a couple years ago in our community, a really good student, a really uh, great guy, um, literally had just one too many drinks at a party and died. So this kind of information 
that the Center for Human Development that tries to put out to the public is very important for all teens across the world, but it's specifically here in the United States. We really have to um, realize that alcohol and drug abuse can be prevented if we start early and really talk about it and get our kids on board. So what happens is if you can meet with your kids or if you are a coach in any way, you need to talk about the challenges that face them over these winter holidays. And especially if they're either home from college or they're staying away from college or they're traveling during college, you want to give out the information, but also get information from them. What are they planning to do? What are what are their party plans? Are they just thinking that, you know, they're going to buy a couple of kegs or or go and buy a fifth and, you know, party anytime, anywhere, at parties, in their homes, of their friends, or even at home? Our parents are going to be home. What's interesting from statistics is there's been a new paradigm where when kids are drinking, parents are usually not home, but very often they are home, but they might be upstairs or in another room, or some parents actually condone the fact that if their kids are drinking at home, it's safer if they drink at home at a party as opposed to if they go someplace else where a parent is in charge. But of course, not only is this bad role modeling, it's also illegal. So we have to decide to object to this new normal, if people should call it normal. Now, kids aren't ever going to give up, you know, teen drinking. It's kind of a part of a rite of passage. Not everyone does it, but most do it. And we just have to explain that the goal is to delay the start of drinking and to prevent binge drinking. Because the earlier the drinking begins, the greater risk of addiction and the greater potential harm to brain development. The human brain is not fully developed until about age 25. And that amount of alcohol that's consumed has shown to rise nationwide from the time a person starts drinking to a peak at around 25. And then interestingly, it starts to decline. Now, why is that? Well, it's it's because after 25, people seem to tend to start to become more mature more confident and more aware of their health issues. And it would be better if the exact opposite were to happen. In other words, if that if you were drinking, you would start drinking at age 25 because your brain at least would be developed by then. Now, as I said at the top of the hour, nationwide, the average age for a first drink is 12 years old. That's pretty young. And we're not talking about families where a couple of drops of wine are put into water. We're talking about actually a child taking a first drink at a friend's house or grabbing a beer out of, you know, dad's refrigerator or that kind of thing. Now, the worst thing is that teens are drinking to great excesses because they are beginning to believe that this is normal. And the sad part is 
adults think that it's normal for kids to drink. And they're, they're, um, what they say when confronted about it is, you know, kids will be kids, boys will be boys. This is what teens do. Teens do this. But unfortunately, teens are unable to define binge drinking. And they're shocked to learn that the official definition, according to the National Institute of Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, is defined as four or more drinks within two hours for girls and five or more drinks within two hours for boys. That's called binge drinking. All right, I'm going to repeat it because I think it's important. For girls, four or more drinks within two hours, or for boys, five or more drinks within two hours. And, of course, the difference has nothing to do with sexism. The difference there is body mass and the way that bodies are built and different between males and females. Now, a survey of 11th graders throughout several school districts revealed that 35% admitted to binge drinking within the past 30 days. Now, that's pretty crazy to bear in mind, right? It means that 65% have not been binge drinking, so that's a good thing. But 35%... And if you're talking about high school, you are talking about 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 year olds. Now, other drugs are really a problem. Alcohol and marijuana use might level off, but the abuse of prescription drugs is going up. And that's according to the latest California Health Kids survey. Teens may abuse drugs that have been prescribed for them. For example, you know, the Oxycontin for sports injuries or prescribed to others. And the most abused drugs are stimulants prescribed for attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. And these drugs, everybody thinks they're benign. And kids think that taking them, that they're going to perform better on a test. But we have to be quick to point out that one pill can kill when it's combined with alcohol. One pill can kill. And in addition... Most teens are unaware of the legal consequences of taking someone else's prescription drugs or selling their own, which could lead to arrest, prosecution, and unfortunately, a criminal record. So we have to be concerned about the dangers of all kinds of, of drugs. And also there is the measure, of course, uh, marijuana is scheduled to be um, to be legalized at the start of the year. And although it is very good for medicinal purposes and other things, we still have to be careful for the brain development of teens, which can cause kids to check out from activities that they used to enjoy, like hiking or music, or they might become bored with normal activities if they're not getting high. So we just have to, again, have conversations with our young people, and we do have to remember that the legal age for drinking is 21, and the reason for that is brain development, and it probably should be 25, although nobody would uh, abide by that. (laughs) Now, if you want to, um, when we're talking about coaching, for example, coaches are often the first adult teens that uh, the first adults that kids will talk to. And so it's good to provide coaches with more information on the misuse of prescription drugs and maybe supply some handouts that they can pass along to students. Uh, At least the important thing is 
to include a list of what are controlled substances. And now when we have a national problem with prescription drugs, where it's leading to so many complications, and people start them because they have an injury, and then they get addicted to them. We really do have to to uh, follow up because we don't want our young people to die. And we also need to let them know that if they feel endangered at any time, that they need to call 911 for assistance to get another person to help them without fear of being any uh, of prosecution or persecuted or anything for underage drinking. So the, the law, um, if you're going to call 911, it's not you know, assume to be that you get a free pass. But the thing is, is we want to encourage teens who have been drinking to make that call. If a friend appears to be in need of medical help uh, or they're in need of medical help rather than putting the friend in a bedroom, hoping they'll sleep it off. And that's what happened to the teen I was talking to you about a bit earlier who was drinking and, and kind of fell into a coma and then the kids put him in a room thinking he would sleep it off while he died. So we need to encourage the kids, if they're afraid at all, call a parent or call 911. Now, what parents can do to help, there's no lack of things for teens to do, but there's always time, there's always time for, um, for them to drink. So we have to be alert to what our kids are doing. And we need to just have more conversations because the bottom line is we want everyone to be happy, healthy, and safe. And when we come back from break, Heather Brittany will be with us, and we're going to be chatting about waste in America. Don't go away. Star you are, the star you us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling well, the party when Heather Brittany can join us, and she's joining us today. Hello, Heather. Hello, hello. I feel like it's been forever. It has been forever. Well, we're so glad that you're back because this is a topic that is close to your heart, and we're going to be talking about all the waste that goes on and how people can be more sustainable, and especially during this holiday time, how we can, you know, reuse, repurpose, whatever it's going to be. And I mean, just looking at food, 41 billion pounds of food are wasted every year. That's according to secondharvest.org. That just blows me away when we know how many people are starving in the world and and what we can do about it. So what's your take on what's the first thing you want to talk about when we start talking about waste in America? Yeah, well, food waste, I feel like, is, is no new thing, but it's so amazing to think here in America, um, we're constantly talking about how we have this... Um, just this kind of bizarre catch twenty catch twenty two that um, that we have such a high obesity rate and yet we have people that are considered um, under uh, mal- malnourished that are not getting proper n- uh, nutrition that do poverty levels aren't getting um, meals every day that's why our school programs um, or that in schools we have programs that are focused um, with kids uh, receiving receiving meals, but the interesting thing is a lot of times these meals aren't really food, and that's the thing I feel now whenever I go to the grocery store. I look around, and these, the grocery store is basically this giant um, uh, sort of processed food place that's selling, and a crazy amount of food is thrown out every year, and I started realizing this, that you know we have chickens at the house. Growing up, we always had what we quote-unquote called the animal bucket, so it always felt like food was kind of had a second purpose if it wasn't consumed. And I didn't really realize, and now as my adult life, until we just recently got chickens, um, and we only have six chickens versus the whole menagerie of animals that we had growing up, um, which we had this big, giant, you know, painter's bucket. At home, we basically have a big Tupperware. But seeing of how much food they does get thrown out there, and I am someone personally who, um, if I go to a restaurant, if I don't finish things, I definitely want it, but a lot of times I can't consume all that in that one sitting time. So I want to take it home with me. I'm paying, you know, you're paying ten times the amount for that single thing. I want to take it with me, and eventually, you know, it will have its life. If I don't consume it, usually within the first uh, day or so, then um, now it can go on to the animals. But for a lot of people, one, they won't even take the uh, take it home. People have a weird thing with leftovers. Um, or two, if it goes home, it will go to waste, and it goes into the garbage can. And uh, we are recently going through a kitchen model, and we're getting a garbage uh, compactor, which we're so excited about. I'm and, really glad um, you're getting that because it makes a huge difference. Uh, the, and, and, you know, that actually talks about that actually is another thing of, with waste, of how many garbage bags you have to take out with the various things that fill in the landfills versus with having a compactor that hence the word, it's compacting right. the trash down. So it's pre, right. it's right. eliminating, it's making it so instead of 10 bags, it's one. And uh, one of the things the, contract, the contractor said was, that, I mean, are you aware of how smelly these can get? And I said, you know, growing up we had one, I don't ever really remember it smelling. And, and what I realized is because we didn't have, for the most part, 
food going into it. It's sort of right, uh, you know, the right because you're all the food the was going boxes. to the you're animals. Not putting in, you know, that food product of always went to the animals for the most part. You know, what you know, right, the rare right. things that ever went into the garbage, and that was the thing I realized that I thought I was trying to think. Well, you know, it never smelled. You know, in garden, I think yeah, you know, garbage definitely smells. Not to say that you know our garbage didn't stink, but I realized what really minimized our garbage smell was that what makes garbage smell, what is food waste, is food waste. And we didn't really have that. And I just see now of each day we have this little um, Tupperware that we take out to our chickens. And even though it's a small amount, it's still a large amount. And there's something that they say that 40% um, of food uh, that is purchased is thrown out. And 50% of produce that is purchased is never even consumed. Um, right. And so that's something that, you know, a lot of times, you know, we buy things. And there's this very misleading thing about when things say sell by, good, you know, when it's good by, used by, best before, you know, all this kind of misleading thing. There isn't really um, a clear line on it. And certain things can, you know, it, it, it all depends. And also, too, we are very visual people. That um, And I, too, if I was to go to a grocery store, I'm definitely not going to pick the peaches that are all bruised up and the bananas that are brown and the fruit. You know, you look for the things that look the healthiest and look the best and the ripest and the and all of that. And also, um, such a, an, an fascinating thing of how our minds work, um, if if one, two, if we were to see a bundle of uh, peaches or spinaches or spinach or lettuce, and we saw that there was such a large amount, even if it was the same, um, the same kind of lettuce, it wasn't a different variety one. Let's just say um, it was Napa cabbage. If there were twenty of them there, we would feel more comfortable, but if there was only one left there, and even if that one might have been the best of the bunch, and it is like the winner of the cabbage bowl, because there's only one, we immediately feel that there must be something wrong with it. Why is there only, why is that the one that's left, and we won't pick it? And so that's something, too, that food goes to waste, and a lot of times farmers won't, uh, they'll leave things on the ground that they won't even sell because um, they know that they won't get the same profit for it, and it's still, and it can cost more money of trying to get because things are, are rated as the, they're sold, as in you know first tier, second tier. Um, so it's trading, it's kind of changing this whole thing now. And 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 what many things I know at certain times that, as I just said, I if I go to the store, I'm looking for something that looks the best. And now is venturing into you know quote unquote urban farming, American gardening. I wouldn't say quite say I'm farming. I'm a gardener that we're gardening. Um, that we, it's so exciting growing our own things and so wonderful and natural. Um, and we feel that we're reducing and we're doing that whole cycle thing, especially with having chickens. Uh, but at the same time, we, because we don't have acres and acres of it, that we just have, you know, just a little teeny little yard of it, um, we can't sustain on it. So we are, we are getting things from the grocery store. So it's changing our mindset. And you'll even see in the grocery store that they will have discounted fruit. Um, but it's always like, covered up, you know, it's sort of like, we don't really want you to see what it is, it's, they'll be in like that, that brown paper bag, and it will say, you know, apples, like, you know, 
$4 for this whole bag, but they're not showing off the apples because they didn't look bruised, and they know if you see that. But we also love deals. So it's sort of like if you can hide what's going on, if you can hide the image of it but still offer a deal, people are interested. And I know a big thing, and we've heard about it before, um, is that people are concerned about donating food. That I know we've gone – so <laughs> – as we yeah, a crazy That's thing a about America one. that how how are is America you know considered how do we have such um, high issues of people not having proper food and and uh, and poverty that just this access and lack of nutrition and yet every other commercial is for something something all you can eat is that we is we are this society that too if people don't know is bottom line though it might seem like a so much food for a place it's easier for them to make a mass amount of something and especially a mass amount a lot of times of unhealthier things but a mass amount um, and then sell it and retug it then making it an individual site individual because you never know what people are going to buy and things go to waste yeah yeah but so much food you think of all that food, and I've even been to wonderful meals, and there's things left over. Even at our wedding, I will say, we had a wonderful meal, and it was this fancy, fancy catered buffet. And we had asked our caterers, that I, and I still, and I will say this, and I only have positive, wonderful things to say about our wedding, but something that just surprised me, um, that when we asked of any food that's left over, we would like to get that wrapped up and take back with us because, you know, we're having, you know, we're, we're keeping this party going, and we, want, and we were told that we can't. I know. I, that's, I was really shocked too. And because we paid and for it, so, you know, bizarre to me. Yeah, they, and um, and and you know, and the same thing when you go to an all-you-can-eat place that they won't will let you. And there's been that we've heard before with places that they've been sued, and this has happened in past with things of of food being given out, you know, that to a homeless man or something sued. But um, in researching it, this that. Um, there is actually something that in 1996 um, was passed by Bill Clinton called the Emerson Law or the Emerson Act that protects people that um, saying that this is done um, with good intentions, that you are donating food to a charity um, uh, with the intent of hoping to help them or hoping to help, not that you are maliciously donating food that you know is, um, you know, expired, you know, many years or that's been contaminated. That, that there are protectional laws because people have said, what do you guys? But again, it, it leads to this thing of um, misleading packaging that we got that, you know, there are things that are on there for our safety, but a lot of times it's just sort of the um, distributor saying, you know, we hope that this is a good thing. Um, and, you know, you know, sometimes it's very upsetting. You op- you buy a, a carton of milk and it says it's going to expire two weeks from now. And, you know, a few days later, it already has that wretched smell. You think, oh, my goodness, this, you know, something's gone bad. Um, or you get something and it's last for a long, long time. Um, so it's all, you know, about exposures with air and bacteria and things. And that's why two things within cans and canning and heat and pressures can last longer. Um, it's sort of just rethinking um, our ways with, with food. And there's been a lot of pro, um, programs launched uh, to do this because, 
as I said before, as our, the way we look at food is a big thing, and that's why um, food presentation. Uh, I know I'm someone, when I'm making food, um, almost as the first kind of thing is I like it to look really pretty, so that's even, you know, hopefully that, that those people have, I have, leave with that positive comment of, wow, what a beautiful presentation. Um, hopefully it leads up to it. Or have you ever had that, you know, and I know something, too, what we joked, as your salad soup growing up, which now I, I was am just going to talk salad about soup salad maker. soup because um, that, that is a wonderful way to use yes, vegetables. That, yeah, and actually, now that I wasn't even thinking of it that way, um, it is a great way of thinking that that you were you were so Arvind got you were just so on the cutting edge of repurposing food. So if people don't know, there's a thing that we kind of named. Um, salad soup. Uh, it's sort of like one of those things you don't want to know or see how the sausage is made. Like w- watching it being made or watching a boat drink being made, you were thinking, oh my God, this looks gross because it just looks like all these leftover vegetables that we've had, some that have even been cooked, some have um, you just kind of chopped up, put into this big pot and marry, and you're looking, you know, uh, blended up, and it looks you know, it does not look good. And you're thinking, oh, my God. Well, you can so add, you know, I think the movie are amazing. But when you look at it, you think, oh, but then you try it, and it's, like, the most amazing thing ever. And so that's kind of that hard thing of getting over it, that uh, sometimes you just need it to be served in a fancy bowl. You know, serve to the whole well, thing. Well, also, make I anything. just wanted to you mention something about that. Like great with heels. You know, it, that's all you just need to dress things up a little bit and, and to get to people, um, which sort of kind of transitions me into thinking of also as well as um, beyond just like with our our food stuff too is also when it comes to Christmas time. Um, our house of all right. being of things, that, you know, I, I think of, it isn't just being thrifty or being cheap, it's it's reducing it's reducing our carbon print um, carbon footprint. Actually, before I move on to my Christmas thing, I wanted to to just backtrack just for a second about um, fresh produce. Um, that so much is thrown away via ourselves or even in grocery stores. Um, in in just kind of researching this stuff, it kind of remind me as a kid that we used to go to our local Safeway, um, and they would have these giant box. It got to a time that you know would be so much that we had to say, oh, we can't pick up as much as we could. Um, that they would have boxes and boxes of lettuce um, that was just going to waste, you know, or, or whatever produce that we would give to our chickens and our ducks and our goats and all. And at the time, I didn't think of it like that. I just thought like, oh, this is great for them that you know we're, we're just giving them food. But now I really see of not only could this go to food, this could go to people. It's it's re it's re looking at things. Um, that's what, how things too first get kind of passed on to dollar stores and ninety nine cent stores that you'll see now have um, a, a produce section, which sometimes people have a hard time thinking of going into a place like that. But a lot of times it's that. Um, main grocery stores, they purchase or have more than they're able to sell. They get them uh, moved out usually within a close sell-by date. So if you're purchasing from these things, always be aware, you know, of sell-by dates and then using them. Again, as we discussed, kind of that thin, um, bizarre line with it. Um, But sort of, anyways, it made me think of that I need to contact our stores of feeding this, of getting this for our animals. But again, looking and changing with food of how we can kind of close and connect the circle. Um, and one thing, too, 
as well as I just want to kind of connect back in is that 91% of our food is thrown out because of aesthetical looks. Um, and as I talked about the salad soups, it's baking, it's just finding a new purpose for things and finding a different thing. So if we're not using it, um, things that were just thrown out into the garbage that people think, okay, well, I'm just throwing out apples, it's biodegradable, even if it ends up in our, um, uh, oh gosh, what do I call it, and, and, and our giant landfills. Well, the crazy thing, yes, if you throw an apple into the forest or into the garden, um, it has a lot of great benefits. Um, an apple core or whatever being thrown into is that not only is it biodegradable, but potentially an animal will eat it and then it will poop it out and then continues the life cycle of um, sort of the manure and, and making everything in the soil great. But what happens when um, uh, natural products, you know, uh, apples uh, and uh, vegetables and fruit is put into landfills. Um, it isn't give, it kind of creates um, an anaerobic uh, environment, which means anaerobic means it's not gaining oxygen. It's living without air. And what happens is greenhouse gas. It's, it's sucked underneath. So what happens is methane is actually created, and that's a, a greenhouse uh, gas that kind of is contributing to global warming. So when people think sometimes, oh, I'm just throwing this out, and it's a, it's a good thing, um, where it's ending up actually is causing negative things. So um, that can serve even if you don't have, you know, it's something at home of starting um, a little uh, compost pile. If you're someone that doesn't want to have a little compost pile, it's separating um, your garbage so that things are now, you know, that there's recyclable, there's trash. So many things can be used and repurposed. So um, that's why there are the green, the green garbage cans out there now. If you live in an area that um, you have a trash pickup service, that those things are being reused and repurposed. So thinking about your food like that. So you know, it kind of turns me in um, to going from greens to a different kind of green, including red. And actually, today is the first day of Hanukkah, so including the white and and the blue as well, and lighting the first menorah um, is repurposing your gifts at the holidays or repurposing thoughtful things. And I'm not just talking about the gifts you don't like, um, but there is actually something I will say about that. Um, so we're kind of kicking it off of instantly, we think of oh God. God, repurposing at Christmas is going to that gift closet and getting open, you know, that infamous candle or that lotion that keeps making its way around or something that, you know, you keep getting but you don't like. Um, gifts can be donated so that you also don't have to, uh, you know, you can avoid that thing of giving a gift and someone saying, I gave that to so-and-so last year or I gave that to you or you gave, I gave this to you right back, um, is that you can donate unwanted gifts to a charity, you know, firsthand. Um, about uh, books and donations, but according to surveys, um, with one national survey, is that 60% of Americans will receive some kind or at least one unwanted gift um, during this holiday season, whether it be for Christmas or for Hanukkah. Um, and what is more shocking is that 14% of people actually just throw away these unwanted gifts or keep them, you know, keep them to a certain point where, you know, it becomes in this outdated thing and then eventually just kind of toss it, as it did. I think I even did some of that when I when we were moving out here, <laughs> throwing away things. So it's being mindful. Think of people in other countries. Think of just of how we do donations. Um, also thinking as this year coming to a close of donations and taxes and all that kind of stuff, that by giving away your unwanted gifts that you can be getting tax credits towards this. Um, also, you're re- reducing um, gift and waste paper, which I'll get on to in a second, but 
um, duplicate this is just helping with the charity, helping with children. Um, at times, a lot of times you can adopt a family at the holidays and think of so this could be that time that you could just raid your unwanted gift closet of all those gifts you didn't want. So again, different ways at Christmas time. Think between Thanksgiving and New Year's and all that. Household waste increased by more than 25%. And this goes for all things. This goes for food waste, wrapping paper, shopping bags, Christmas cards, bows, ribbons, boxes, decorations, lights. It goes on and on and on. Uh, and that's one thing that definitely kind of makes you want to be a, a, you know, a Grinch about things and not want to participate in the holidays. But in yeah. all this, there's a way to still participate and still help good old Mother Earth. So, well, with the holiday we season, the, that's all great information. And we're going to just take a really quick break, Heather. And then when it. we come back from break, we'll talk more about the holidays and other ways we can be sustainable. And then I also would like to hear just a little bit about the fires that you have endured in the last week. It's been a little bit crazy uh, here in California for the last few months. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we'll be right back. Don't go away. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be the Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be the Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Be the star you are. Org. Dare to care. You are the star. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business Well, this program today here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, we are talking about waste and how we can prevent it and what we can do to be sustainable. With me is Heather Brittany. Hello again, Heather. Hello, hello. Well, you know, another thing I wanted to talk about, and then I wanted you to um, tell us a little bit about the fires, is I mean, some other waste is water. Letting your faucet run for five minutes uses as much energy as letting a 60-watt bulb run for 14 hours. I didn't even know that. And that's from the EPA. And then uh, 75% of water we use in our homes is used in the bathroom. And a leaky toilet can waste 10,000 gallons of water a year. And sometimes you don't even know that you have a leaky toilet. 
You know, just like when you had your leak in your dishwasher going into the wall, you just wonder oh, how many gallons were going in there, right? Okay, yeah, so another thing, yeah, um, I thought this was interesting because I'm a huge drinker of water and so are you. The average North American consumes 105 gallons of water a day. Um, and that's, you know, that's not just drinking the water, right? That's bathing and whatever you do with the water, water in your garden. You're in Europe. Consuming 105 water. <laughs> consuming. I would just like, Megan, check it. I'm happy you specified because I was going to ask, um, are you sure it's 105 right, gallons? Right, 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 right. I'm happy you specified on yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I will say, of, when I was in Cambodia, it washing dishes, it was so hot. And, <laughs> yeah, no, that wouldn't be good. It That's was so like hot and so a pool humid. a day. Yeah. <laughs> I was drinking about 15. Um, of those bottled waters, I don't know how much is in it. Is that a quart? Is that I don't know how much. But it, I don't drink that much every day. Normally, you know, I drink three or four. But anyway, about as far as consuming water, I mean, this is just water usage. Let's put it that way. In Europe, the average is about 53 gallons a day. But listen to this. In sub-Sahara Africa, the average is 2.4 gallons a day. And that includes what you have to drink. So, 86% of plastic water bottles used in the United States, now this comes to the waste part, become garbage or litter. So, this is another reason why we want to use, instead of those plastic bottles, is use a recyclable bottle. You know, a bottle that we can um, just refill and wash. 5% of... What? (laughs) 100% refill and wash and again water water use I know I was again you want to touch on the, the brief fire thing but um, I know I am someone I do love long uh, showers but reduce, reducing our use of all things um, is amazing um, of ways that we can kind of help with Mother Earth and things with if you have ability to if you have extra water toss it to your plants as you even know especially that's right exactly now that's something with your plants at Christmas Keep your plants, your Christmas trees, heavily watered. Yes, because you don't want a fire, which is going to lead us into the fire. So this past week, I was supposed to come down to visit you and had to cancel because your neighborhood was on fire. Tell us about it. This was horrible. Yeah, well, as many people may or may not know, um, it's so interesting when you are in an area of how much is... um, broadcast versus, you know, it making the quick little tip. I can only imagine for people um, on the East Coast of all these horrific things that we've seen throughout the years of how it, it makes a short bit of on TV, but when you're actually living it. Um, but Southern California, as we've been infamous for our earthquakes and fires, uh, this year, as is last year was too, um, we are experiencing a very high amount of fires all throughout the state. And, uh, and just in this last month um, here in Southern California, uh, we've had about six fires, and um, the uh, amount is, is crazy of how much devastation. Um, but just this last week, we had the Liberty Fire, which affected us, and 
Um, it was quite bizarre and surreal um, watching on the TV as they're showing a house burning on fire as I'm looking out my window and I can see that house on fire. Um, Which is and not funny. Hills, That's but, just um, The amazing uh, firefighters and first responders that we had, the planes dumping, that um, of all the acreage and everything burned, that only uh, one house was completely um, destroyed. Um, still, but if uh, if anyone's able to donate, they do have a GoFundMe um, page going on that you can check out for the Mar- Marietta Fire um, with the Wade family. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was just very very it was incredible. And finding out later uh, that everyone I talked to, all neighbors, about being evacuated, that I guess we were evacuated, and I think I had been outside at the time getting stuff um, and never got the message. So. Either way, it all worked out, um, but uh, there's still many, many fires. The Thomas Fire is still continually going on um, here in Southern California, so lots of stuff. So keep all your thoughts and good, positive prayers for that. And, and again, I'm always the things of being so thankful again at this time of the year, of just kind of remembering and uh, thinking for ourselves of all the stuff that we do have to be thankful for um, when it brings back you know it also gets me to another thing um, that we've we did this I already did a show on preparing a go bag and having an emergency kit ready to go at any moment because we just don't know when it's going to happen and did you find when you realized that your neighborhood's on fire and you know there was this evacuation order that somehow you managed to stay and you were okay thank goodness but did do you have to run around to put everything together or had you already been making a to go bag oh i totally had to run around and put things together um but I will say it is a bizarre thing, at least for us. You know, we have everything socially, centrally located that we do have a, um, uh, you know, a, where we keep all of our important files and documents all in one location and sort of that, and everything is properly filed. So it just kind of grabbed. But it was this kind of a bizarre feeling. Once I'm looking out the window and seeing that I could see flames, you know, just a few hundred yards and, and seeing plane, flames and planes, of that kind of quick, crazy list in your mind of thinking, oh, my, like, again, you always never, never think it's really going to happen to you until it's happening, Um, of that thing of what do I need to get, and instantly, you know, documents, anything proving, you know, your house, your birth certificates, legal things, uh, you know, any money, those kind of things, the dog, you know, animals. Um, I remember really quick, I just threw a random clothes bag together. I, I grabbed something my husband's that, you know, had been his father's. It was really important. Uh, and, you know, it was like, and it's like crazy thing. Running around this house that you think there is so much stuff in here and honestly thinking this whole place could burn up very soon because it was, it was amazing to see how fast this fire was coming. Um, and thinking... You know, like, I, I don't know if I could just start kind of grabbing everything, but just realizing it's just, 
stuff. However, I did run to our wine room and I made two cases of all that like expensive wine we had been saving forever. You know, that stuff that you know, I thought if this place is burning down, I'm taking all of this. I'm taking stuff. it. We're I'm saving it. Yeah. Sure. But it was it was a thing, you know, just thinking, um, oh my gosh, if we have to leave and I and I thought too, I'm gonna stay here as long as I can and try to help, but it really too that if it comes a time but it was just, you know, get, you know, anything kind of proving who we are. And, and two, it, you know, it used to be that thing of, you know, grab the pictures and stuff. And I'm sure in retrospect there are pictures in this house that um, we don't have another copy of. And it was before. But for the most part now, um, everything is in, you know, the cloud. That even, you know, pictures now we take instantly to our phone. We upload that there is this crazy trail and we've also now um digitalized things that are we've we've put old classic photos that were you know ours um into the cloud we put them onto our computers which they're they're traceable things and that's you know grabbing electronics um you know i just i know for example you know for you that you made all the the dvds of us and, and things you know can now there's it's amazing of of how certain particular memories. I mean, of course, things will will be lost in the flames, and that's always the most important things. Of course, is family, is friends, is human life, is animal life, is those things. Those are the irreplaceable things. Um, and again, that was like just sort of that reaffirming, um, which kind of in this bizarre way ties back in with this waste of we have so many things. And I look in my house and my life and I feel so grateful for all of these things uh, that I have in my house. These, some of this, these, the fact that, you know, you have a junk drawer, um, it, it makes you kind of want to clean out this stuff. The fact that I have so many things, I, I feel very fortunate that I've been able to afford these things and I've been able to, been given these things. I've, I've gone to these concerts or these trips that have allowed me to, to purchase that thing at the place from that one person or whatever. But you realize in the end, it is just things. And so, well, you um, know, um, with, the, with-, with you having just gone through this as we only have a minute or so left, but, is there any recommendation that you would have for anyone as far as uh, what to do now to prepare for anything for the future? Well, my thing is, again, you can always have a purveyor bag, and but when are you going to use it in checking? It's like you know having that makeup bag that's always ready to go, but eventually you need to go through it and throw things out because you're going to just get an eye infection from it. I think the most important thing is to have sort of a set plan set out. Know where things are located. Maybe you have a bag set which just has some, you know, shoes or you have water. But documents or things that you have to use in your regular day, um, just sort of have a set thing of knowledge of where things are so that there isn't that pure chaos. Um, right, but right. Living life. Okay. Is, you know, well, we're out of time, Heather, so... We have to uh, leave it at that, but I want to say uh, thank you for all your good information here and just remind everyone that we want to do the best that we can not to waste because that's so 
important. So just be really, be really clear with everything you use and consider wrapping your gifts for Hanukkah or the holidays in old newspaper. And that's what Santa does, and it's a good thing to do. So, Heather, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you to everyone who's been listening. Make sure to be tuned in every Wednesday here from 4 to 5 p.m. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Don't forget, my new book is out, Growing with the Goddess Gardener. Visit CynthiaBryan.com and go to the Star Style store. This is the time to make donations to charity. You need a tax deduction. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. And until next week when we celebrate again, remember love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And this is Star Style, Be The Star You Are. Have a great week. Happy Hanukkah, everybody, and Merry Christmas. Be the star you are, the star you are, be the star you are, you are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.